Good morning and welcome. Um, every Sunday, we remember together the story of Christ, celebrating his life and death and resurrection, waiting for his return, thanking him for the righteousness and forgiveness and kindness and justice that he shows in the present and promises for the future. The letter to the Ephesians chapter two says it this way. And you were dead in the trespasses and sins, but God being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. As we feel joy and hope at what God has done through Christ, Psalm 71 gives us words to worship God. I will hope continually and will praise you yet more and more. My mouth will tell of your righteous acts, of your deeds of salvation all the day, for their number is past my knowledge. With the mighty deeds of the Lord God will come. And I will remind them of your righteousness, yours alone. Oh God, for my youth you have taught me, and I still proclaim your wondrous deeds. So even to old age and my gray hairs, oh God, do not forsake me until I proclaim your might to another generation, your power to all those to come, your righteousness, oh God reaches the high heavens. You have done great things. Oh God, who is like you? I will also praise you with the heart for your faithfulness. Oh my God, I will sing your praises to you with the lyre. Oh, Holy One of Israel, my lips will shout for when I sing praises to you, my soul also, which you have redeemed and my tongue will talk of your righteousness, help all the day long. Please sing with us to God joyfully.
Father, uh, Father, we praise you. You are so gracious to your creation. You are so Amen. gracious to us. And your love is true and real and full. We sing of your love and we talk about your love and we are humbled and quieted by your love, Lord. Mm -hmm. This is a song that we want all creation to sing. We sing about you, Lord, our healer. God of the mountain, God of the valley, who is like you? Mm. It never gets old. God, we praise you. Amen. Amen. Jesus, we praise you. You made a way for us to become alive again when we were dead to God in our sins. Amen. Lord, we bless you in your good and righteous life. We bless you in your undeserved death for our sake. We bless you in your powerful resurrection. We bless you in your ascension and your coming. Amen. We sing and speak about your goodness and power and awesome redemption of people like us broken and lost. We pray for people to experience your goodness and power. Amen. We pray for people and communities to experience your redemptive power. We pray for peoples in Ethiopia and Myanmar suffering mm, from civil amen. war and severe oppression. We pray for communities in the U.S. who are marginalized and suffering, minorities of all kinds, especially the black community, as we await the end of a trial in Minnesota. Let your promise of redemption and the present reality of your power be known. We keep praying because we know you. It never gets old. God, we praise you. Amen. Amen. Lord God, we speak of your goodness and greatness to each other and to other people around us, our friends and social networks and others. We do that and want to do that more and more. We want to do that with more than words and melodies. We want to do it with life and deeds. Amen. We want to care as you do. We want to be forgiving and kind and doing justice like you. We want to bear your image and point people to you. We also Amen. pray for this country amidst the mass shootings that keep happening. We pray for your comfort and we pray for change. As your church, church, we pray for kindness and righteousness and justice. These things you do and delight in. It never gets old. God, we praise you. Amen. Amen. Holy Spirit, we know you are here. You are always among us, our best friend. You fill our hearts. Oh, you fill our hearts and you make us sing and you make us feel joy and hope and love and life. You are so beautiful to us. Lord, keep filling us. Fill us, fill us, fill us everlasting water everlasting life keep empowering us to sing and to speak of you to speak your name for all that's happening in the world to speak 
keep empowering us to live a life of healing, to heal those, all the people that are hurt, all the people that are broken down, and to speak of your justice and forgiveness, that it is here, that it is here, and it's not forgotten anybody. It never gets old. God, we praise you. Amen. Amen. Please take a moment to pray things on your heart, your praises to God, the things you want to see God do, the joy from God pouring his love into our hearts through the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. Let's pray together. God, we praise you. We look to you. Would you shape us into the image of Christ and empower us through your Holy Spirit? We sing of your love forever, Lord. Amen. 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 Good morning. Um, God gives us a peace um, that passes understanding beyond comprehension. Um, please take a moment to pass that peace of Christ to those around you. Um, please do it through text and through the chat. Um, peace of Christ be with you. Hi, GCCC. We, we are your board of women. women. And we're happy to be able to share about what's happening in our community life together. Um, welcome if you're joining us for the first time or first few times. Um, help us connect with you by sending us an email. The Board of Women is here to support and care for the women of GCCC. You may be familiar with our meal trains for people who need extra support for a time, whether it's an illness, stressful busy season, death in the family, a new baby, or other life events. We are here for you when we want to advocate for any issues you want to bring to church leadership, like teaching and discipleship topics. And we're here to listen and pray alongside you in times of hardship and celebration. To that end, we invite GCCC women to join us for our liminal spaces. 
a place that can be as casual or serious as you need it to be. Last Sunday, we had our first meeting in person at Ekating Park, and a few of us had a great time just catching up. So whether you need prayer or counsel, or would just like to connect with other women you haven't seen in over a year, we want to make sure this space serves you. We have both in-person and virtual options to connect with us every Sunday for the next few weeks. So sign up on the website for our in-person uh, meetings or feel free to drop into our Zoom calls at 3 p.m. We hope to see you there. We also want to invite everyone to our Tuesday night prayer at 7 p.m. Our prayer topic this coming week will be gratitude. We're excited to have our baptism service on May 23rd. If you're curious about baptism, we would love for you to join one of our baptism classes. We have options for kids, teens, and adults, and you can find more information on our website. And lastly, we are working on plans to relaunch in-person service in Arlington in July. If you were going to Arlington before COVID, would you pray about how you can be serving in this new season and talk to Pastor Carl? Hope to see you soon. Well, good morning, everybody. Uh, we are continuing our sermon series on the Lord's Prayer during this season. And uh, we're focusing on kind of taking up our new life in Christ through prayer and through the Lord's Prayer specifically. As we, as we get started this morning, can we, can we read the Lord's Prayer together? Just uh, pray, it, pray it out loud wherever you are uh, and follow along as, as I pray it. From Matthew chapter 6, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen? Well, last week, Pastor Carl uh, focused on the first phrase of the Lord's Prayer, our Father in heaven. And so this week, I'm going to focus on the second phrase of the Lord's Prayer, hallowed be your name. And I'd like to focus on three things this morning as we think about this phrase, this, this part of the Lord's Prayer. And the first, the first point I'd like to make is this, that this prayer is a personal petition as we humble ourselves before the holiness of God. This prayer is a personal petition as we humble ourselves before the holiness of God. As I uh, started preparing uh, for this a couple weeks ago, uh, I thought, okay, uh, I'm preaching on hallowed be your name. All right, well, what, what can I say about hallowed be your name? All right, so I'm just you know, trying to grab you know, resources or look things up or whatever, and I had to, I had to stop because the Spirit, uh, Spirit kind of stopped me in my tracks. The Spirit said, look, man, this is, this is a prayer. Hallowed be your name. This is not something that you just talk about. This, this is a prayer. Pray it. Pray this prayer. It has to, to start in your heart. I realized that it had to start in my own heart, that this had to be very personal, that this had to come from the heart. This is a prayer. John Piper says this, 
Only the first petition of the Lord's Prayer is a prayer for an explicit act of the human heart in response to the infinite treasure of God's holiness. Hallow it. Hallow the holiness of this name. Revere the holiness of this name. Honor, esteem, admire, value, treasure supremely the infinite worth of this name. This is a personal prayer. It has to come from the heart. We must hallow God's name. It has to start there. This is personal and it's a petition. John, John Piper mentioned that. It's, this is not a proclamation. This is not us saying, God, your name is holy. This is a petition that we make of God. R.C. Sproul said this way, I can't emphasize too much how important it is that we grasp that this line of the Lord's Prayer is not just a part of the address, but a petition. We must see this if we are to understand what Jesus is teaching us about prayer. Jesus is not saying, Father, your name is holy, but Father, may your name be hallowed. That is, he is teaching us to ask that God's name would be regarded as sacred, that it would be treated with reverence and that it would be seen as holy. We must see this if we are to pray according to the pattern Jesus set for us. May your name be hallowed. This prayer is not, uh, as Jesus mentioned a couple of verses earlier, this is not an empty phrase, right? Jesus said, don't just heap up empty phrases as you pray. Don't do that. This is not an empty phrase. Yet, since sometimes it is, it's familiar to us, right? It's like John 3.16 or other parts of Scripture that just, that if you've grown up in church, they just kind of roll off your tongue. You could say them in, in your sleep, right? This is one of those things. And, and sometimes the struggle is that it becomes so familiar that sometimes we treat it as hollow rather than hallowed, this prayer and the name of God that we are praying about. Sometimes we treat it as hollow rather than hallowed, empty, rather than in all of its fullness that it's representing here. And when we do that, at best, it's hollow, it's an empty phrase, at worst, it's hypocritical. Again, a few verses earlier, Jesus says, listen, when you pray, don't pray like the hypocrites. They pray in order to be seen by others. And so as they are praying that prayer to be seen by others, even if they decide to pray this prayer, when they're, they're, they're saying, hallowed be your name, no, they're actually saying, hallowed be my name. The focus is on me. Hallowed be my name. This is not the way it should be. It is not hallowed be my name. It is hallowed be your name, God. Hallowed be your name. Point number one, this prayer is a personal petition as we humble ourselves before the holiness of God. Hallowed be your name. Point number two is this. This prayer communicates the power, perfection, and praiseworthiness of the name of God. 
This prayer communicates the power, perfection, and praiseworthiness of the name of God. Names, names are important. Names, they carry weight, right? Names communicate identity. They communicate uh, family, heritage. Names have stories behind them. It encourages us when people remember our name, doesn't it? I've heard stories of people who just, they, they're so uh, taken back almost. It's so meaningful when someone just remembers their name. It encourages us. And on the flip side, it, it, it hurts us when those who should remember our name don't. That hurts. They should remember. They should know our name. How about when people assume things about you because of your name? As you can imagine, uh, I have uh, some experience with this, with my name. My name is Tracy, and typically Tracy is a, a female name. Tracy is actually a family name for us. It's my grandmother's maiden name on my dad's side. And so my, my dad's name is, is actually William Tracy. My name is Tracy William. And our son, Will, is William Harold Tracy. We brought in another family name in there as well. But for me, Tracy, I mean, people made assumptions about that all the time, right? My, my family were, were missionaries, and so we were, you know, financially supported and otherwise supported by, uh, by many churches. And so growing up, I would receive birthday cards and Christmas cards addressed to Ms. Tracy Commons. And I would typically just kind of throw them out unless I thought maybe there was money inside or something. When I was in college, I received a couple of care packages. One was a care package around Valentine's Day that was filled with Valentines from little boys asking me to be their Valentine. Another time I received a care package from a church that included some cookies and some good stuff and also included some feminine products. People make assumptions about our name. Our name sometimes is our title. It's it indicates our, our reputation even, right? Sometimes we try to live up to our name and sometimes we, we, we try to run away from our name, right? Even our church, Great Commission Community Church, right? We came up with the vision statement of we want to live out our name. So sometimes we want to live, live, out, live it out, live, live up to it. Other times we want to run from it. We feel kind of the, the weight of that, right? I uh, went to a Bible college up in uh, Pennsylvania, northern Pennsylvania, for a few years. And my grandfather was actually one of the first presidents of that college. And so there is a dorm there that is named after him, Commons Hall. So you can imagine uh, the, kind of the weight of, of expectation that I kind of carried around with me, even if it wasn't kind of put on me by others or verbally communicated to me. I, I put it on myself in some way so I live up to that name. Names in the Bible are, are super important. They're, they're important for all of these reasons as well. God, uh, we see in the scriptures, God gives people specific names for specific reasons. Or sometimes God changes someone's name for a specific purpose. 
But when we think about the name of God, there should be no mistaking the name of God. There is a reason why one of the Ten Commandments is to not take God's name in vain. The holiness of God communicates his identity, his, his reputation, his name communicates his identity, his reputation, his character in so many ways. In fact, there are many names for God. We're not going to look at the, the different names of God and, and what they represent, but we're going to look at a few of the ways that they um, communicate about who God is. I'm going to touch on a few of them. First, I want to touch on the fact that God's name was powerful. God's name was powerful. And it caused fear. Yahweh, the name of God, Yahweh, was considered too holy to record or pronounce or, or utter. And so ancient scribes, as they were writing, writing down the scriptures or whatever, they, they, when they came to the name Yahweh, they, couldn't, they wouldn't dare write the whole name. So they left part of it out. God's name is powerful. He revealed his name to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, to Moses, to the people of Israel, to the, the prophets over and over and over again. We see in 1 Kings, Elijah, as he goes, uh, goes, goes up against the, the prophets of Baal, if you remember that story, hundreds of these prophets of Baal and just Elijah. And Elijah says, you call on the name of Baal, of your God, I'll call on the name of my, my God. He says, I will call upon the name of the Lord. And the God who answers by fire, he is God. And that's exactly what God did. He showed his power. Elijah called on his name. In the book of Daniel, it says, Praise be to the name of God forever and ever. Wisdom and power are his. And Proverbs says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Hallowed be the power of your name. Not only does it communicate uh, the power of God's name, it communicates uh, the the perfection communicates that the holiness of God's name means that it is, it is perfect. It's perfect. It is complete. It is whole. It's, it's in need of nothing. Nothing can be added to his name. It's perfect. It's complete. You know, this word hallowed, we don't really hear it or really use it unless we're talking about the Lord's Prayer, right? But um, it, it has been used before, and uh, Abraham Lincoln is one of those who, who used it. He used it in uh, the, the Gettysburg Address. He says this, But in a larger sense, we cannot dedicate, we cannot consecrate, we cannot hallow this ground. 
The brave men, living and dead, who struggled here have consecrated it far above our poor power to add or detract. What did he mean by that? Abraham Lincoln, he, he, he meant that nothing could, nothing done in the name or the memory of the soldiers who fought at Gettysburg could ever match up to the sacrifices that were made by the soldiers themselves. So again, it relates to the, the wholeness or the, the completeness of what they had done. There was nothing that could be done to, to add to that. And God doesn't need us to add anything to his name either. The holiness of his name is perfect. It's complete. It's whole. In Psalm 115, it says, Not to us, Lord, not, not to us, no, but to your own name give glory. To your own name give glory. Nothing we can add. Hallowed be the perfection of your name. The holiness of God's name also means that it is praiseworthy. This is our response to the name of God. It's worthy of our praise. His name is worthy. In Psalm 145, it says, I will extol you, my God and King, and bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. And his greatness is unsearchable. His name is worthy. Worthy to be praised. Another psalm says this, Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous, and give thanks to his holy name. Give thanks to his holy name. His name is worthy of all of our praise. Hallowed be the praiseworthiness of your name. Well, not only is this prayer a, a personal petition, not only does it uh, communicate about uh, God's power and, and perfection and praiseworthiness, but the third point is this prayer is made possible through the Son of God. It's made possible through the Son of God. We can only pray this prayer with sincerity and live out the implications of this prayer because of Jesus and because of his name. Through Jesus, we can come to the Father and have our hearts connected to the Father. Through Jesus, we too actually can become holy just as he is holy. We can be made holy in him, not because of anything that we have done or anything that we could ever do, but because of what Jesus has done and who Jesus is. Through him, we can also become perfect and, and whole. We can be complete. Only through Jesus. Only through Jesus. Through him, we can have power. We can have power. 
and the Holy Spirit. It's all made possible through Jesus. Acts chapter 4 says there is salvation in no one else. There is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. John 14, whatever you ask in my name, this is Jesus talking, whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. In in the name of Jesus, people are healed. In the name of Jesus, demons are cast out. All kinds of signs and wonders are done in the name of Jesus. This is what's possible through the Son of God. It's possible through Jesus. And think about this. The one who taught his disciples to pray in this way is the one in whose name we pray. We pray in the name of Jesus. Isn't that amazing? It's all possible through him. We pray in his name. And we know from Philippians chapter 2 that God has highly exalted him, it says, and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. So that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This prayer, living out this prayer, hallowing the name of God and all that that means for us in our lives is possible through Jesus. And I'm so glad that we have been celebrating communion together weekly because we take communion as a reminder that that all of this is possible through Jesus and what he did. I'd like us to uh, take take a moment before we uh, take the elements of communion and, 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 and celebrate that together. I'd like us to take a moment of silent reflection. Let's make this personal petition to God together. Wherever you are, you can do this out loud. You can do this silently. Many hearts together. Many voices together. One heart in Christ, right? Let's take a moment and and say this prayer. Hallowed be your name. Let's say that together for a moment.
your name. Amen. Again, before we uh, take communion together, uh, we will read uh, the Apostles' Creed uh, together. Again, just a, a reminder of what kind of binds us uh, together. Let's read. Let's read this together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He ascended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Well, on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he broke it. He said, this is my body broken for you. And he took the cup. He said, this is my blood spilt for you. Spilt out for many. For the forgiveness of sins, for a new covenant. Let's take and eat together.
is stirring, joy arising, as we look to the day. And all injustice will bow, and every voice will cry out, holy is your name. your kingdom come. God, let your kingdom come. May your will be done. God, let your kingdom come. God, let your kingdom come. May your will be done. God, let your kingdom come. God, let your kingdom come. May your will be done. God, let your kingdom
Hey, church family. Um, as many of you know, this is our uh, last Sunday here in Virginia, and uh, it's a bittersweet day for us for sure, uh, but we're really glad to just be able to have a couple of minutes here via video to uh, express our gratitude to you all as a church and to kind of say our goodbyes, uh, although I'm reminded um, of what a lot of people say uh, in regards to followers of Jesus, that it's never uh, a goodbye, it's, it's always a see you later. Um, and so that's how we'll consider it. Uh, but we are just so grateful uh, for the chance that we've had to be a part of this church family over the last four years. Uh, you all uh, embraced us from day one. I remember walking into Tyson's that first Sunday and being greeted with a, a huge uh, basket full of local goodies. Um, and you all have walked uh, with us and shown such care and love and support and generosity to us through uh, the, just the ups and downs of life over the last four years of uh, Nathaniel being born and then uh, him being in the hospital for a month with meningitis and um, my, my dad's health difficulties and, and uh, us dealing with uh, COVID and uh, everything. Uh, you all have been uh, just so loving and supportive uh, to us. And we are so, uh, so grateful and, and have appreciated um, all that you've done to show uh, God's uh, love and, and faithfulness to us over these years. And uh, it's been uh, just a, such a great honor for me personally to be uh, one of your pastors over these uh, years, um, to serve alongside many of you in various ways at Tyson's or as small group leaders or uh, just in so many different ways, building relationships and serving uh, with you all. Uh, many of you have uh, even like served our kids and, and gotten to know them. And we're so grateful. And I know Jenna uh, has, um, just had, had such a great time serving in the kids' ministry uh, alongside Erica and, and many of you as well. Um, so it's uh, such a bittersweet uh, transition for us. Um, we know that uh, God is, is calling us up to Pennsylvania. We've been moving up there uh, this coming week, but uh, we are uh, just um, going to miss you all so much. And we're so grateful for uh, just the chance that we've had to be a part of, of your lives and a part of this church's life. Um, so, yeah, thank you. Uh, we, we love you. We will miss you, and we hope that we can uh, keep in touch, and um, we will see you later. Right. Bye! See you later. Bye! Bye! Bye. Bye. On behalf of GCCC uh, Church Community, we want to we wanna thank uh, Pastor Tracy for being here with us and serving alongside of us for the past four years. Uh, we've appreciated uh, many things about Tracy. Uh, I've appreciated his just a heart for people, uh, his vulnerability and his humility. Um, he also always wanted to grow as, as a Christian and uh, as, as a pastor. So uh, we, uh, we've appreciated him uh, for these things. Um, he also, uh, you know, in our staff team meetings, he often brought 
Well, he's the one who brought, I think, sense of encouragement and support to the rest of the team members. He uh, helped us get more organized uh, this past year as uh, the operations uh, pastor. Um, yeah, we're going to miss him. Our team will miss him. Uh, but at the same time, as I've spoken to Tracy a few times along this process, you know, we, we, we do feel like um, God has something new for him. And so even though we're sad to see him go, we are at the same time excited about the new opportunities that God, uh, God has for him up in Pennsylvania and also for his family. Um, he, uh, he and his family will be at Lake Akatik today. And so if you want to say goodbye in person, you know, swing by, say, say hello, say goodbye. Uh, nothing formal, but they will be there until about three. And so uh, I'm sure they would love to see you uh, before they take off. Um, on that note, I know we're doing this virtually and it's, it's been a, a, a tough thing about COVID uh, season that we've said goodbyes online without seeing people face to face. And and um, we'll, we'll kind of do that today online. Uh, so if you would kind of join me and if you would uh, spread out your hands, stretch out your hands towards just in your minds, uh, Tracy and, and his family, let's just pray a prayer blessing for them as we send them off from GCCC. So please join with me. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we are thankful. We're thankful, thankful for so many uh, things. Uh, and we're thankful that we're not, um, we don't uh, journey alone uh, in our Christian life, that, that we are part of a community, we're part of a church body. Um, you bring people into our lives who bring encouragement and support. And we thank you for Tracy for, for being that pastor, that friend uh, for past four years. Um, even though we're sad to see him go, we know that you have something for them, for Tracy and his family. So we pray that you would open doors for them, also close doors for them as well. And pray that things would become clear as they step into a new phase uh, of their life. We, we pray for your presence to surround them, comfort them, strengthen them, encourage them, renew them during this season as well. And pray that their, their family will flourish uh, during this new season up in Pennsylvania. We know that you have something prepared for them. And so we pray that, that as they seek you, as they desire to please you, things will feel right as they take next steps, um, that you again would just uh, in your graciousness, that you would, you would bring right people, right opportunities for them, God. Um, on that note, we even pray for just our church community. We, we, we are thankful that you've kept us um, safe and together during the season. We, we pray that as we, as we go forth, as we, as we take steps of faith, pray that you would go with us. Even this week, Lord, we go forth now wanting to glorify you, wanting to exalt you uh, in places that you will send us to. Uh, we pray that you would empower us and strengthen us. Lord, send us forth. Um, uh, just Use us as your agents this week uh, to worship you, to glorify you. And it's in your name we pray. Amen.